Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. I am so happy because I have Chalet Jean-Baptiste again today. So I am so happy that she's here to talk all things empathy and activism. I felt this last week was a really heavy one with a lot of political topics that we will get into very lightly because we don't want to name names. It's not our place to do that, but we are here to bring better energy and vibe so that we can better handle, tolerate, uh, work around these situations in an easier way towards ourselves and towards each other. So Shalai, the floor is yours again. You know, give that introduction of who you are again, just to re-lighten people up. Hello, everyone. My name is Shalai Jean-Baptiste. I'm so happy to be with you guys again. I am a professor. I am a speaker. I'm an author of three books, Relive, Black Dress Sustain, and Black from Scratch, which is a coffee table book of, um, that's dedicated to telling the lives of Black people. So I'm so happy to be with my girl again. Hey. You're the best. I love you. <laughs> yes, I love the vibe. How have you so, been? I've been excellent, actually. You know, um, this week and the last couple of weeks, I've been really, really focusing on self-care and taking care of myself. So I've been working out and going out in the sun and just really just seeing the beauty in life. So that's, so that's good. How are your kids? They're great. Good. They're great. Good. Well, obviously, as you guys hear, she's a mother. She has kids. I'm super grateful that you again took some time out for this. And I want to just hop right into it because... I spoke to you about the heaviness that I think most people felt last week and I felt it was really important that, you know, with all the DMs and whatnot that I sent you that I felt it was important to just give the floor and we're a month again into this movement. So let's come back to the conversations that need to be had. So, you know, I I guess I want to start with how we have to be here for all genders, cultures, races, religions, you know. We can mention Deshaun Jackson's situation. We can mention, you know, for me specifically, I believe that there are so many similarities in the Jewish culture and black lives with the oppression that they've faced. But, you know, I see a lot of people having a hard time seeing that. So we can talk about that. You also know I'm a Jew officially and Hispanic. So I also see myself in a different light sometimes. And I kind of want to get into cancel culture here because again we've talked about how we find that to be not a good thing but I kind of want to come back to that because I felt that everyone wanted cancel cancel and that's never going to be where I stand and I feel like you understand me there so let's just start there those issues at hand to be there for all genders religions races and again you can go into maybe the oppression that both Jews and black people have faced and why we shouldn't be fighting and we'll get into cancel culture after that actually yeah it's great there's a good piece by Cornell West I would recommend that the listeners read that piece it's very short it's called black and Jews mm-hmm. and um it's a wonderful piece um and it talks about um how black and Jews have faced the same type of oppression um you know in in di- different ways right because mm-hmm. we went slavery Jews went through the holocaust right um, and um and how we need to come together. I was so, like, really encouraged by the many Hasidic Jews that I saw really standing up for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And so I always say that um, this fight is a global fight, right? It's Mm -hmm. not a fight just for Black people or for white people or for purple people, whatever you consider yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Global fight, because human rights is important for every 
um, culture, every race, you know, and and so even though right now it's, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, other movements is happening, um, I think that we should be tolerant, uh, um, non-tolerant, let me say that, of racism or discrimination of any race or any culture. Right. Um, the only reason, and I want to explain the Black Lives Matter movement because I think that people get a lot of fallout from you know? Yes, and I would love for you to, like, come, like, if you could, don't mind just coming back to that. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so, it's it's important that we understand that the reason why there's a Black Lives Matter movement is because the, the continued systematic racism that has occurred throughout the years. Right. Right? Continuous through Black people, um, through constantly creating laws, creating, um, situations that have systematically oppressed black people so i don't want anyone to think like oh why we got to get out there and fight for black people everybody has oppression everybody you know suffers but there's different there's a difference when this country was kind of built on the backs of slaves and they continue to oppress this people through their laws through their systems through their whatever it is right um so that's why the Black Lives Mo- Movement is so important. Now, you may not agree with everything, right? I, I mean, how many of us go to a religious service that we don't agree with everything the pastor says, right? Right. But we stay at that church or we stay at that mosque or we stay at that, you know, that temple, you mm-hmm. know, because it's, it's the nature in life. And so that brings me to also to the cancel culture, right? Because yes, so- that's one thing I really got to get into. Because if I oh, hear one yeah. more pe- person say like, oh you shouldn't, you absolutely should not believe that. I'm like, well, I'm sorry that I believe that that person was not educated and really yeah. did something stupid. And maybe we've all been that person before who wasn't educated. And like, yeah. how are we going to know? Like, if like, it's one thing to be uneducated and one it's one thing to be really racist and i think people are forgetting that in this like situation that like some people are actually uneducated like some people actually look up good quotes and like found a bad quote from a bad person that they had no idea like maybe they knew was bad but are actually just like uneducated or they're ignorant about the issue exactly like they just deeply are it's just it's something that i just feel like people need to hear more of yeah, it's so important because, like, I'll tell you a situation. I've talked about this in the past, but I know I never told you. I used to talk, teach in Spanish Harlem. Now, you know I grew up in New York City, yeah. right? <laughs> this is my home. And I went to, so at one point they had an opening. They needed me really quickly to teach at Spanish Harlem when I was teaching from BMCC. I went there to go teach. Now, me, I'm thinking I'm multicultural. I was raised in New York. I know everything about black people, Spanish people. How ignorant of me. Because when I got there and I began teaching, I realized I didn't know as much as I thought I knew. Right. right. could have t- taken the stance of, no, I'm an educated woman. I'm going to teach them what I want. But no, what I really did is I wanted to learn from those students. So I wouldn't come in being ignorant. And what I, I, I went back and I did research. I researched the Hispanic culture and, and other things that I needed to know about these different cultures that were in my classroom and when I came back in the next week they weren't looking at me like who are you right now they were looking at me from a point of wow she understands something because I, I did the work so I'll, I'll say that anybody who's out here thinking that you just know everything about a situation you first of all you're wrong <laughs> second of all you need to do the research even in my own culture I don't know the, the situation about everything the situation even on my own life right? totally I'm gonna do research so it's so important. I want to cancel 
cancel culture is so detrimental to our lives, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this later, too. It, it keeps us in a box. Whenever we... There's something that I do in my communication classes, which I teach my students. I show them a TED Talk that says... That makes it clear. Don't ever, ever, ever just be with people that agree with you. It's it's the wrong way to live. It's the wrong way to go about your life. If you are with people that look like you, that that agree with you, that think like you, that always, you know, are giving you yeses, right? And because they just, you're in the wrong group. You're Absolutely. Not, you know? So this cancel culture is encouraging only like-minded people to be together. Now, there are some instances that are blatantly racist, right? When right. you call somebody the N-word, right? You're getting called out that you are racist, okay? Right. Like, sorry for you, you know? A hundred percent. hundred percent. But in, in there are other cases, um, when you're calling police on black men, you know, for little stupid stuff, you know, I don't, you know, there's a thin line between that because that shows more, maybe that you're not like blatantly racist, but it shows that you have some discrimination yes. against the right discrimination Um, big keyword people discrimination yes Yes. okay when you in a supermarket and you're yelling at people because you're going crazy maybe it's not showing that you're racist but maybe it shows that you have anger issues okay 100 (laughs) percent okay so i want to you know and so even as a i think that because we're in this heated time that everybody is always labeling people racist for every situation okay i saw this guy that he was dumping something on this woman's property and she went off on him. She was like, stop dumping stuff on my property. He was like, you're a Karen, you're a racist. And I, Oh my God. Woman, because I'm like, wait a minute, if you dump stuff on my property, I don't care if you green, blue, purple, yellow. Okay. I'm not a racist. I'm pissed because you dump this stuff on my property. hundred percent. You know? So I really feel like we have to be careful with labeling people. Right. I mean, we know racism exists, right? We know bias exists, but I, but let me tell you situations that I know that I have worked with people who are unconscious about their biases, who are unconscious about their, the way they discriminated, who are even unconscious about their racism. So they're looking at me like, oh, Shelley, I really like you. You're a cool person. But inside, somebody else that being black, they will be like automatically discriminating against them because they're a black person, right? right. Or because panic or because, you know, they're not majority but there's something that i actually want to bring up that you say that and that's that like in this movement i think when people let's pretend people are like this is the black lives matter movement and people are like but there have been so many like as jews as 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 hispanics we've all been oppressed what are your vibes on like for me i'm like whenever anyone comes to me and they're like you're jewish you should understand like you're blah 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 and i'm like the difference is is that i'm not black my skin color will never be yes so i feel like that's something that people like deeply forget i'm like yes you're totally right pablo escobar killed my entire family you're totally right like i have faced some shit like yes you're totally right as as you know being a new jew i will realize the oppression that people have faced but i think people forget Mm -hmm. the biggest difference is like this is a color thing and people don't like as much oppression as i face someone will may may still look at me and think well exactly but there and i feel like that's just something that people aren't like 100 percent getting like people still want to fight on different issues and i'm like i think you're forgetting that there's still like there's still like a you're forgetting that yes your your oppression is faced but it's not because of 
like you can you can hide being a Jew. You can hide <laughs> you can hide being a lot of you can hide being a lot of things. You cannot yes. fake the color of your skin, and that's like the one thing I always have to like. I've stopped fighting people. I told you I'm done with like yeah. talking to anyone. I'm like, wish you love and light, send you good love and health and wishes. But like, that's what I always come back to. I'm like, you do realize like end of the day, you could lie. You could fake that yeah. all you want. There's yeah, one yeah. thing they can't fake. And I don't think that's like being understood enough. Well, one thing I want to say about that too is I love Ellie Weisel. He's one of my favorite um, writers. Mm-hmm. was the survivor of the Holocaust. He wrote the book, The Night. You've mm-hmm. heard of him. Of course. Um, but one thing he says, and I'm paraphrasing, is the greatest, um, the greatest uh, uh, tragedy is if you forget, if you forget your oppression. Okay, that's what he says. I'm paraphrasing. He says it in much right. Eloquence. Okay, um, and so I never forgot that because as a black woman, I visit. I think that we're in America. We're taught everybody else's oppression, and they're celebrated. I lived in New York City. Um, New York City. We 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 celebrate everything. Jewish holidays. The schools close down for the Jewish totally. holidays. The Holocaust Museum. I go there. Holocaust Museum. I look at the history because I'm learning. I want to learn about other cultures too. I think that for so many years, the African American culture has been the repressed culture. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It has been the repressed historical culture the history and can you quickly just tell people what repressed means because everyone knows what oppressed means but i and i know what repressed means but can you just like tell people what that means means it's the one that you don't talk about right right? it's kind of skip over the only thing you mention about it is is slavery right right like the verb in the in the um in the history book and sometimes it's glorified in the history book like we wanted to be slaved you know so guys i want you to remember because i know no one talks about repression this is something else that's new to me but just remember repression is something that exists so all of us know about slavery yet we don't know about all these things which is why we are here where we are today yes yes (laughs) listen i've never minimized anybody's oppression but there's a difference between even when I look at um, other people's oppression, it, it's, it's still sad. But we can talk about American history. You talk about a lot of oppression that happened throughout the world and America and other places. But you have to look at America was built on the blacks, uh, backs of slaves and immigrants, mm-hmm. right? Help build this country. But you think about slavery, you think about 600 years. I teach African-American history, so I know this, of like, you know, slavery and then over that. And then you're talking about black code. And Jimmy Crow, Jim Jim Crow laws, mm-hmm. these laws of oppression that are still on the books right now, Alexa, that people don't even know that are still on the books that are hurting African Americans. You talk about generational wealth being decimated, right. but families, black families, that help build this country. How is that? I mean, and we're not the only culture that that has been oppressed. You know, you have Haitian culture that has been oppressed by the French, right? And other cultures that have been colonized and oppressed, you know, um, and they've never been able to move forward. So the reason why this movement is even existing is because it's not just about this moment. People look at the George Floyd and they look at the detransaction and they're looking at this and they think, oh, well, that's just one, two, three people. No, you're thinking myopic, right? You, you have a narrow minded view. OK, people are pissed from the years and years and years, hundreds of years of oppression that have help our people set back, right? I'm, I, I'm blessed that I was one of fortunate to have parents 
that love me and middle class parents and you know I'm a professor and you know I'm a product of great you know parenting you know absolutely and, and a community of people but but there's so many people that started from behind so I have empathy for everybody in their situation I, I look at people from the hood who don't have the mothers the ones that we might say are ghetto and that you know curse and look like you know they, they, they you know they're not wearing their clothes right and I have empathy for them too because you don't know where they come from and I think we need more empathy in this world I that's what we more because if we look at somebody I, I you know I'm talking about I went to a church service yesterday you know <laughs> And the whole service was, it was lovely. I loved it because it was so diverse. It was people from all colors there, right? Mm -hmm. And he was talking about love. If we, and one thing he said that I thought was really good, he said, if you look at people and you look at them from a state of forgiveness, if you walk in forgiveness and you walk in love sometimes, sometimes you won't take things so personally. You won't take offense to everything that's said or done. Sounds like my therapist. (laughs) People are so offended by other people so quickly, so fast. And the reason why that, I, I, you know, I asked, I had to change my own temperament. I went, I was like, please change me because I was so quick to jump on people. Right. right? And what I found is that so now instead of me getting road rage because somebody cut me off, I was like, oh, I hope they're okay. They may have had a bad day today. You know, right. so let me just. Or when somebody goes off for me for something I know it was not my fault. I automatically say, I don't know what's going on in the other person's life. You know what I'm saying? So that that actually leads me to something I, I really want to talk to you about. And I've talked to you personally about this. But, you know, people are getting in arguments about this with their friends, with their families, with whatnot. Like, I want you to kind of, and again, it's not your place to ever educate or tell me or tell me or anyone how to do anything. But, like. What's the difference between an argue? I mean, a dialogue and a debate, like straight up, like how, like in your opinion, how do you see the difference? And like, how do you see the positive change? Not like just the arguments. And, and also I want to know how you feel about how I told you about getting like Instagram messages like that, like straight up, just like being like, you should be doing more. You could be doing this. You have this, you have this, you have this. And it's like, how do you, how does like, I'm just a human. I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl here (laughs) trying to be and trying to do the best that I can do. But like, how do you have a dialogue? I feel like people need to hear dialogue versus debate. Because they, like, go, they think they're having a dialogue, but they're debating. They're pushing somebody in a direction. They're not, like, educating them. They're pushing. Yes. Not only that, listen, listen, It's right now we we need to take personal responsibility for our own lives, number one. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between, I'll I'll teach this in my argument class. An argument should be a a consensus of thoughts that are put together, not like a debate where we're fighting. When it turns personal, you know you've made the wrong you're going to when it turns personal it's no longer yes like the if some if one more person mentioned like it's like when it gets you're so right the second it gets personal the second you like put your own family your own life into it like i hope people hear that loud and clear you're starting a debate you're getting invest you're getting emotionally invested and allowing yourself to get hurt you are allowing yourself to get hurt rational persuasion and when you come to a consist- consensus, sometimes the consensus is that I'm going to to agree to disagree. And that's okay. People need to be okay with that. Okay? Like, it's okay to agree to disagree. And and, and matter of fact, I think these are, these are things that we need to, that will really heal racial tensions if we do have these po- positive dialogues. Mm-hmm. And 
and, and maybe all the time they're not positive, we don't agree. But as long as I'm not personally attacking you and you're not personally attacking me, I can take home what you said and I can think about it. I just had a debate with my friend the other day about something, you know, and I debate with all my friends about things all the time, actually. That's know? good. It's good. I literally have great, I have, I, I like to call them just conversations, great conversations where we're challenging each other and like we that our end goal actually posted one kelly klein if you're listening we posted one the other day where like we had a really good back and forth that was so productive yes yes it's productive right and this is the thing too so i have friends believe it or not that are trump supporters right now some of my friends say i can't be friends with trump supporters because they're automatically racist now, I would never, to, to me, that's a bad starting point. No matter what you think in your head, once you begin to label somebody something because of a choice that they made mm-hmm. or you didn't agree with, you already lost the argument, right? So I'm not going to come to my friends that are Trump supporters or whoever supporters and be like, hey, you're a racist because you're a Trump supporter. Right. That They have the right to vote for whoever they want to vote for, number one, okay? Number two is, is that, um, and I've said this in one of my talks about friendships, friendship should go deeper than who people vote for and you know what people decide to to align themselves with politically or not align themselves with politically because god knows i'm a, as a democrat i don't agree with everything the democrats do right and and so you know i don't want to align myself with a political party and forget about that life in this life we need one another we need percent we need friends that don't think like us we need friends that don't vote like us we need friends that don't agree with us sit down with my friends at the table and have disagreements with them all the time but you know what when we get up from that table we give each other a hug we say i love you how the kids you know what i'm saying a hundred percent it was like i was telling you i have i've had some really great conversations and i've had some not great ones but those good ones outweigh the bad ones a hundred percent because they're they're good they're 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 healthy they remind you that like those conversations can be had and people want to have them and they don't want to like bite your head off they just want you to hear them and you want to be heard and like maybe that's a very like bob marley stoner like vibe of me to have but like i do just want to hear somebody out and that is how i've always been and like it's this last week as i told you was really tough because people were just going and going and going and it's like i'm not here to fight like I know, like like you said, this isn't like just a fight. This is a movement, and like if we if you keep fighting, like I get why certain people are angrier than I am. Like I fully, I, I fucking get it. I'm like I see why the fuck you're angry. I'd be angry if I was on your vibe too. But like that's where I want to head next to, and I want to at first before we head to like empathy and giving yourself peace and all of that self care. What's your advice to the people who? And I hate to bring up social media, but because it's such a big thing and we're all stuck still. What's your advice to the people who feel really anxious to post every day and that don't and are getting shit for not, although they have during this time and are, it's almost like a conflicting fucked up thing. And, and I'll, and listen, I've got, I literally had to post something because I felt so bad for my friends who I know are doing so much behind the scenes that aren't posting, but getting so much heat. And I really, and I really wanted to, from your mouth, I wanted to hear what you had to say about that because Listen, I know I know what you think, but it's like it's it's like I feel like everyone, especially again, we live in a free world. And again, I say this and no one wants to hear me, but like we all have the right and we all can get we all can decide we want to post one day. We all can decide we're not going to. It doesn't mean you don't stand with someone still. It doesn't mean you're done doing whatever you're doing for me. 
I'll be completely honest with you. Certain days I honestly haven't been able to post because I'm working all day or I want to make sure people realize, hey, I work too. I also want to do this. I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't. So like I'm saying it from me and from people who feel, who have messaged me saying like, hey, people are giving me hate for not posting about it, but doing this. And it's like, well, I think that social media is this weird platform because it's so powerful in one way that you can bring people together and you can, everybody mm-hmm. has a platform what they want and now and it makes you know everybody a visible presence right right but that thing because it's such a tool of judgment you know i mean just what happened to the the young lady naya naya like, rivera yeah and her they one of her friends had to take down her twitter because she was getting backlash for not saying anything and it's, it's the same thing to me it's crazy so do so does that mean that i can't process my life because i have to be a public public force for you right other people you're not doing it for yourself when you're doing something like that right i mean so my thing is this um and i think this is where empathy comes in no one and i mean no one and i I mean this even for myself listen up guys listen up owes no one anything okay that's number one i don't owe you anything okay to do anything with my life number two i understand the argument that people are saying oh i'm watching my friends of other races because they're staying silent Okay, um, and I will say that silence can be two things. Silence can be deadly, but sometimes silence is powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I, I sometimes I say no news is good news. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and, and I do understand people who are saying like you need to speak up. I want to see my white friends speak up and say this is crazy. You know, this is not right. Okay, I do want to see that. But to be constantly have to be under the pressure to post something, some people are not even like that. You know, right. um, and some people have to process it. There were days that I did not post anything because I was just taking care of myself, you know, and yeah. just making sure I was I was having my own peace. And and so one thing about activism, if you don't know, I took a class in activism and it was so eye opening to me because activists sometimes go on and on and on and on and on and they never take time out for themselves. They never take self care. Many of them die young, broke, broken hearted with heart attacks. Um, and so it's very, very, um, it's a very funny thing, you know, to, to, to be an activist, to be out there on a, on a ledge all the time for a cause, because you, you really sacrifice yourself. And I want to say something else to this point that's very important. Yeah, is that you have to focus on the things that matter. The things that matter right now are my children, the people who love me, my friends and my family, the people who support me. You know, um, God, you know, the people who are me waking up and, and praying. And so, and, and of course, you know, activism is in there. You know, me being a black woman concerned about black America. But do they come above the people who I love the most? My family, my kids, my father, my mother? No. Never. So one thing is, is that people need to prioritize their lives, right? And so in prioritizing my life, there are times that I'm not focused on activism, because I need myself more than the movement needs me. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? My kids need me more than the movement needs me. And so that's where the balance comes in. Okay. And we need to be more empathetic to one another and not put this pressure on people um, to do more. Because the truth of the matter is, even those people that are writing and saying you should do more, they can do more too. Totally. Right? Totally. It's like look in the mirror. You're talking to yeah, the mirror if like that's what you're going to do. Not, Okay, like you don't have a telescope into anybody's lives. Right. People are giving millions. I know philanthropists that none of us know that give millions to causes 
and they don't even have social media right a hundred percent that's like the big that's one of my biggest things i'm like don't even tell anyone any you don't know what anyone's doing you don't know if they're out there volunteering instead of instead of being on instagram it's just like it's just wild and you know especially i have to bring this up with you know with the deshaun jackson thing you know a lot of people were really upset that a lot of like Jewish people didn't post enough about it and my whole thing and I did post about it because it's yeah. me and like I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna say what I want to say whatever yeah. but I had the opposing thought which was that I wanted I didn't want him to be canceled and I wanted him to learn and I want him to, I I hope he goes to Auschwitz and I hope he takes that whole you know uh who was it that wrote that said the really I reposted it but one of the NFL players was like as a Jew he was like I he he was so peaceful he was like I he understood that he was uneducated but I need to just like bring up again that like during that time that was a time where I felt that people were pushing people to be like you've talked about Black Lives Matter so much why aren't you speaking up for your people and I think this is where the moment of me telling you like I think people are forgetting that like I could pretend to be a different religion. I could never pretend to be a different color. So in that, in that and cancel culture and all of that, I feel like people forget where, where, where we all were starting from, you know? And that's a place of like empathy, love, like under, like seeing oppression for the first time and, and being like, Oh, holy shit. Like maybe I wasn't aware of this before. Like, I feel like people forgot about that. And in that, like, then they decided like, I, I stand, you know, you know, I stand with Jews. I've spent the last 10 months going through this, but it, it, it's a big, it's a, it's a people. I I don't want people to forget that the race, that, that anti-Semitism will never fucking fly with me. Not on this world, not in my place. You're seeing me. I'm like, fuck that shit. We'll never fucking work here, but I'm here for learning. I'm here for growth. I'm here for change. If that doesn't happen, go fuck yourself straight right. up do you know what i mean right. that like i'm here for t- if you're willing to change i'm not gonna say anything yet but with that i i do want you to one more time just say like the difference of race versus like um religion because yeah. i just think the color of the skin part is really like being forgotten in this moment and i understand being there for both sides i do i'm with it but I don't want people to forget. No one's pushing. No one's saying. And no one's saying what happened to the Holocaust was not was wasn't awful. It was no one. And I think that's what people are like. People are feeling They're like it was just as big of a deal. You you are totally entitled. It totally was just as big of a deal. But I think people are forgetting like the color. And remember, thing. the Holocaust um, was not a crime, you know, in America, right? So it was a, a Germany crime. You exactly. Know what I mean? So there is a difference, right? I mean, Germany did that. You know what I'm saying? Right. People protesting what's happening in America to black people. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, and so, yes, it's a, I think it was a crime against America because there was so much that America could do to help the Jews. Exactly. A long time. Yeah. But it's still not their original sin. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's kind of what I like want to like get to the fundamentals of because I just feel that sometimes is forgotten. Yes, America could have done so much more to be of help during that time. And that's something I wish like would also be taken note of that we as Americans could have done a lot more to help that time of oppression for Jewish people. But that that I want you to keep going. You're you're the pro here. It is a difference, okay? We're in America right now. Black people are protesting what happened in America 
to black people in America and it's still happening to black people in America. The Jewish Holocaust was retrocious, you know, ridiculous. It was something that happened. It happened over a period of years. Remember, slavery was hundreds of years, but it happened in America. So it's America's original sin. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So the difference in that, right? And and I really hate when people kind of compare atrocities because they want to say one was worse than the other. They're both bad. You know totally. And like, that's what makes me feel sick about all even saying yeah, it is that both yeah. are awful. And I hate that I even have to bring this up, but I feel like I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not only that, there's a difference. So when we walk out there, nobody knows. Me, you can go out, Alexa, to lunch. Nobody knows whether we're Jewish, Christian, whatever our religion is, right? But when they see, they automatically see black and white. Now, if you know anything about history, you would know that this is so important. This 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 color was so important that there were many people who, who were black who passed as white to be able to make it in society, okay? There are whole movies done about it. That's okay? crazy. Yes. Okay, my father, if you look at my father, you won't be able to tell, like, automatically he's a black man. You would think he's Spanish. He's, yeah. Wow, really? Yes, yes, yes. He looks Spanish. He has light green eyes. You know, his eyes are light, you know, like light brown, green, and they change colors sometimes of what he wears. You know, um, you know, he has that silky hair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean. So he I mean, identified himself, like. He's, I, always as a black man. Yeah. You know, always. But what I'm trying to say is that um, that color was such a big deal in this country that black people, you know, who were were light enough and fair enough passed as white through generations of time to actually avoid the treatment that black people were suffering from. So that's a deal. Right. No, totally. I just like feel like that's that's forgotten sometimes that like. Yes. Yes, I mean, and sometimes secrets never got out. You know, we're talking about, you read, read um, uh, and it went back. So there's a, a piece by Kate Chopin. I forgot somebody, Rosemary's Baby, I think the name of it is. <laughs> and she talks about, you know, how basically, uh, you know, this man, he was married. They couldn't have kids. And then they found out, you know, they're white, whatever. They've had this kid, this baby, the baby came out black. Why? Because, you know, and then because the baby came out black, the woman, you know, he 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 leaves the woman because he's thinking it's the woman who had the black background. But he reads this letter that his parents had. He found out he's the one who had the black background. Okay. Oh my After god. Because that was a big deal. That's how big of a deal it was. Right. Okay? Because if you have a black baby, you know, oh my god, you ostracize society because black was not in. Black was not the color of privilege. So I just want you. Black was not the color, not even a privilege, because that's overused it was a color that mattered it wasn't even a color that mattered right, right. it was a color that if you were black you were nothing you were not even uh, um, um equal to to get you know the protection under the law three-fifths of the law you were not even a full human being right it's a serious thing here yeah no it's totally yeah. and i it, i just don't think people realize that big difference that like america like black americans were yes. given, like we are white Americans are given the full right. Black Americans weren't given full rights at all whatsoever, no. just because of their skin. So any that times I look at my own self, I'm like pointing to her on my screen. I'm Hispanic. I can be on the same level as a black person, but because I can pass as quote unquote white, I have the benefit of the doubt. And I think people just forget color. Right. Black lives matter like i feel like people yeah. are forgetting that moment that 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 why we're I saying mean, black lives it's a great thing a quote out there i don't know if you've seen the meme 
where people are like, you know, why I say black, all lives matter. Yes, all lives matter. Right. But if, if, like they said, the meme showed, like, if this house was burning down, are you, when somebody comes to rescue this house, are you going to say, well, we got to take care of all the houses? No, you're going to get the houses burning down because they're, they are what matter right now. You right. Know? So I think that's important. Totally. So we're going to end on these two things, but protecting your peace. What are your oh. vibes on that? Because I know you have a lot of vibes on that, and I want to end this in a peaceful way. So what yeah. are your vibes on protecting your peace during this time? Again, where this is another month in, so this is just like kind of a recap, a new vibe, a new week, a new month of you to like reevaluate maybe how you've been acting or treating yourself or others and how you can find comfort within yourself. I will say no matter what, protecting your peace is so important because if you don't have peace, you don't have anything. Um, and I often think people that had go back and forth and, and personally like try to get people on social media. The first thing I ask myself is they must have no peace. Right. Because when you encounter a person with peace, you can feel it, right? Like it's an energy that emanates off of them, emanates right. off. You can feel that energy. You can feel that peace. It's like when you come with somebody who's really sweet, who has this warm energy, you can feel it, right? Um, and, and, and so anybody that has a time that always confrontational, Always want to fight with somebody. Always looking for the sty in their brother's eye, right? right. Look by their own. They're missing some peace. And so, I, I, well, how do I know this? Because I was one of those people at one, at one point in my life that I was so unhappy with my life. Always, you know, so miserable the things that were going on in my life that I was judgmental of other people, and and I could not. It was because I didn't have peace within myself. Right. So I call this moment a moment of introspection. Things like this that happen. In, in life, in society, this pandemic, the coronavirus, racism, oppression, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, you know, should make you really take introspection of your own life. Yeah. Right? And make you think of your own, what are you doing? When I, One thing I looked, I looked around, I had a, girl, a call from my girlfriend, and she said, you know what, Chalet, this whole movement made me look around and say, and realize that you were my only Black friend, and I needed to change that, you know? So, you know, and I which is, which is a very respect, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Some people are respecting of it, and I think it's a respectable thing to be like, hey, I realized something about myself. Because if we are not realizing these things, what are we doing? Self-realization. Okay, that's what you should be doing. And, and, so, and I want people to know self-realization sometimes doesn't feel good. No, it do, most of the time it doesn't feel right, good. Right, but I feel like people have this notion that, oh, my God, I... I I had an aha moment. This like, I should feel amazing. But like sometimes self-realization is being like, shit, I have to change the way I think. Like, oh, wow. I did not see being, it's almost like being not self-aware. Like it's like a moment for yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. So peace is important. And really the peace that you need, you need to find it within yourself. I mean, because of everything that was going on, there was even a moment with me and I'm a positive person all the time. But there was even a moment where I found like I was not getting my full peace. Like I was, you know, tired all the time. My energy was drained. I was lethargic because I was just hurt about the things that were going on. You know, I'm a social butterfly. I felt like <laughs> the but most I'm, social. <laughs> oh God! I'm like, oh Jesus! If I can just go out and see somebody, I love strangers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just having conversations with strangers—they mean so much to me. Right. Conversations with strangers. You know. Of course. That energy was, you know, kind of was hurtful to me, right? And it just kind of broke me down during a pandemic. 
And so what it made me do was to realize that, you know, there was something within myself that I can take more time with, right? And, and really writing out my thoughts. And so I put my energy into other things. And so that's important. If you feel like your energy is going to a negative vibe, you need to redirect your energy. Right. You, and redirect it to something positive. That might sound cliche, but it's true. Find something to do. I took up new hobbies. I decided I'm going to invest in my house during this time. So I wanted to redecorate my house and clean up and rearrange stuff. And it gave me little joy. You Good. Know? I, yeah. I mean, I've always been a writer, but just doing different things that could make me not look at the circumstances of today because they look bleak and they look bad and they look, we can always have something negative to say. Absolutely. And my students, it's very important. I'm like, I want to say this. I found that I use the sandwich method, right? The sandwich method is um, in any conversation, even if I know it's going to be a negative conversation where, you know, I mean, maybe I got to break up with somebody, right? <laughs> or, <laughs> at this stage of my life, I ain't, I'm not doing that. But, you know, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, but basically maybe something I have to tell somebody that I don't really want to tell them. I always start out with something positive. Mm-hmm. Always. Then in the middle, I'll tell them what I need to tell them that's not so positive. Like, you know, this is the reason why I feel this way because boom, 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 boom. And this is what I don't like. Boom, boom, boom. But I always end up with something positive. So, I mean, and, and so that's the way that I approach my conversations when I have to really do those hard conversations. Right. Myself, you know? And so I think that if we all approach the conversation, we need to give people the best effort, give them the best foot forward. Let's not always think the worst of people. Let's not be so quick to call people names and, you know, uh, give people titles and label people before we get to know them. Mm -hmm. And maybe those people really are those titles or labels. But guess what? If we approach them with a system of love, you can change anybody's mind when they're confronted with love. A hundred percent. And the best thing about that is my final thing I'm going to bring up. Then I'm going to close this out and I'll say my piece at the end, but I want you to talk about how love always prevails in the end. And that is how I want to end because I feel like people forget at the end of the day. And I think that that's why I've had a good amount of people change their perspective of what I thought is because I've shown them love and not been like, no, the reason I think this, I'm like, so first of all, hope you're well, hope your family well, hope your dog is well. How are you? And, you know, I, I, I care about that. Whoever, even if it's a stranger, I'm like, clearly you're angry. Let's just like, let's like, let's, let's, let's sprinkle some dust over here. Make you feel a little bit better and realize that I feel like people forget, like, sure. I may seem like some people may take my kindness as weakness, but like, I'm smart. And I know that love is something that people come towards and love is something that people respect and look at and they're like, wow, you're not hitting me back. You're going to show me love when I'm clearly being an asshole to you on purpose. And yeah. and I'm okay with that. I'm like, no, 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 because I'm going to show you the difference. And I've actually had people come back to me and be like, I see you fully. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all I wanted. I don't, I'm not here to fight. And it's a gift. But really, it happens when you love yourself, too, right? Because we love ourselves when we're able to show love. But, I, agree, but, I agree with that. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, that's a gift. But but there was this great video that I saw of this kid in, in a high school classroom. He had a gun, and he was really angry. And the teacher took the gun out of his hand, and he gave him a hug. And he just hugged him. Oh. Like he was, Do you think that kid is ever going to be the same? This man had his life threatened, and the teacher responded with love. Exactly. And that's life-changing thing. This is how you change lives. Exactly. Listen, 
there was a, there's a friend that people were writing off, and you know, I had a friend that people were writing off, you know, because they were like, they were very disgusted about things he was doing. But I said, I'm not going to write this person off because I really feel like deep down inside they're a good person. You got some people with evil intentions, so this mm-hmm. doesn't work with everybody, right? Right. But, and because I, I, I kept in touch with that person and always called the person, always made how they doing, I would go by, have the house of coffee. They looked at me differently. And they were like, wow, she's showing me love. Even though everybody else turned their back on me, this person is showing me love. And and I really, really believe in the power of love. Like, it's so transformational. Okay. Right? I mean, so transformational. Because sometimes if you get in the conversation long enough, and if you approach the situation with love, you will find out that the person is really not as angry as they seem or as mad as they seem or as belligerent as they seem. And they'll start to tell you their personal issues. And you really want to being a tool for them, being an encouragement for them because they're going through so much and they're broken in their own way and they're hurting from their own personal things. And that's what we need to do. We need to get to the core of people, the root of people. Sometimes the root is ugly, dirty, disgusted. 100%. 100%. And we can't touch it, right? There's some things that we can't touch because they're gonna it's going to mess with our peace. But there's some things that we can, you know what I'm saying, touch and you know, we can say, wow, that, that was a moment that I'm going to change that person's life, but my life. So knowing the difference between people that you can, you have to keep your hands off of because otherwise it's going to mess with your peace and you're not going to get anywhere with them anyway, right? And then knowing um, also the people that you can really do show love to change the world. Absolutely. Well, honestly, thank you so much. Anyone could see my face right now. I feel like I've just had a therapy session. I'm like exhausted. <laughs> I... I'm always so thankful, one, that you're willing to listen to me on a private level, and two, on a public level, it's not only immensely helpful for me, but I know it's super helpful to many others who may feel, like I mentioned to you, maybe nervous, anxious, something to post, to do whatever, and I hope that this episode offers you that light and guidance and empathy and compassion that it's okay to to take a moment that it's okay to practice self-care during this time and you know chalet has been such a light to me but i know that if any of you are ever wondering anything if you ever want to dm if you ever want to reach out check her email read one of her books she has been not only such a wealth of knowledge for me but my sister's i hold her sister's obsessed with you i just think it's like something that like i think you know I I hope people listen to this and see what we're trying to create here, which is just more love and understanding and just open the dialogue in a healthy way that you can maybe mimic back to others. And, you know, Shelly, I'm so thankful you're back on the vibe. And, you know, I love you very much and I'm thankful and no better way to start a Monday and to put this out there than this way. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to The Vibe, guys. I love you. Thank you so much.